Hello, thank you for calling. Please note, as per usual, we're all booked up with an extensive waiting list. Please leave your name and number and we might contact you. there and welcome back. Yes, it's time for your next appointment and this week we're deep diving into lip fillers. I think the guilty pleasure of aesthetics. Filling or refreshing lips is a very fine art. It requires someone whose vision can calculate the algorithms of beauty, which is all about symmetry and ratios, and then combine them with very deft needle skills. For me, there's only one practitioner who's head and shoulders above anyone else in Ireland and that's the lip queen herself, Kerry Hanapy. At this stage in her career, Kerry has filled over 40,000 lips. And if you combine this experience with her background in nursing, you'll see why she's so good at what she does. She's also kind, incredibly so, and has a wonderful way with people. It's unsurprising then that she's built her business up pretty much entirely through word of mouth. And now she runs three clinics across different parts of Dublin. Kerry knows everything there is to enhancing lips whether you want to look like a Love Island contestant or who maybe might prefer a more subtle refresh to restore lost volume. Because I believe that's one of the biggest misnomers about lip filling. It doesn't need to be obvious to be effective and it can make a huge difference to a person's face and confidence. Over the next hour, we cover absolutely everything you might want to know ahead of an appointment. What's involved in the procedure? What anaesthetics should you use and which your therapist should avoid? And how the product works? and of course, how long it'll last. We talk about where the filler should go and where it shouldn't. Aftercare, the Botox lip flip and how dissolving filler isn't quite as straightforward as the TikTokers might suggest. If you're listening to this in real time and it's the end of October, this interview probably comes at a really, really handy moment ahead of the party season. So I hope you find it helpful. Enjoy. Thank you so much for being with me today. Fantastic to be here, Melanie. Um, There are so many things to ask you about one subject and you are the queen of lips. But I suppose just to set the scene and because it's the first question I always ask people, if I was having an appointment with you, which I've had many of, could you maybe talk us through where we are and describe our environment a little bit? Okay, so... And this is a daily occurrence. So at the moment, I have three three clinics. So we have three different locations. So it could be on South William Street or it could be in Swords or it could be in City West. But basically, uh, uh, you know, you, you've come in, you're nervous, you're sitting in the waiting room. I walk by and I can see the frightened face on some people. I can see <laughs> the anxiety. I can see the nervousness, the excitement. Um, they're sitting there with numbing cream on their lips. Um, it's tingling. Some people are very nervous Um you know, and excited at the same time. They're not sure if the cream is on for long enough or if it's if it's numb enough. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And am I allowed to smile? Am I allowed to talk? Mm-hmm. Can I move my mouth? Um, so there's all that even just at the reception. Now, the front of house staff have been there and they've been with me for years. So they're very good at explaining and getting the consultation forms done. So we tend to leave, especially new patients, in the reception area a good 15 minutes with the numbing cream on. The good thing, which we'll go on to later, is when you when you come to a clinic, the prescription is or the the numbing cream is a prescription numbing cream, and when people have had 
alternate numbing cream for maybe over the counter in the pharmacy, they feel the difference immediately because it well, really you said, tingles. You said to me once four types of cane, isn't that yes, it? Yes, yeah, that's it. Yeah, there there's so many different types. Okay, but there is one that has four different types of canes, and that's quite strong. And we use that for our um, facial treatments. Okay. But for the lips, we just use um, a prescription called lidocaine, which is LMX. Um, and it's strong enough. And I've been using that for years now in the clinic and happy with, with you know, the numbness that it does give a patient. I have to say there is a very relaxed feeling in the clinic. You feel you're in a medical environment yes. and everything is sterilized and beautifully clean. But at the same time, there's a warmth and a welcome that does take the edge off any fears yeah and I always wanted it to be that you know you could walk in literally off the street and feel that you were coming to somewhere that was clinically um you know like an environment like a hospital you know I've worked in hospitals obviously in the past and but yet it wasn't that clinical that you felt so nervous so it's got a bit of both it's got the clinical aspect that we need but yet it's um designed we had an interior designer design it at the beginning so we went for the red and the black and you've the big red lips and we've the big red lips and the big red k and everything is black and red very non-clinical Brilliant. a lot of clinical places would be blue exactly historically yes now tell me how did you become the queen of lips because you weren't geared towards aesthetics at the beginning that wasn't the game was god it? no no so i started my career in the uk and um, well i started in the hospice in harrow's cross Worked in there um, as a young um, pre-nursing student that you used to um, go there. And this was in 1987, long, long time ago. So in 88, I decided to go to the UK because I got offered a pay place earlier than um, than they were offering it to me in Ireland. So I went over nursing? to London ner- to be a nurse, wanted to be a nurse since I was three. I was one of those people that went around in nurses' uniforms and I was just always going to be a nurse. Mm. Loved nursing, absolutely thrived on it. Um, worked in as a chemotherapy nurse, worked in A&E many, many years in A&E in some of the big London hospitals. And then I had Emily and Emily is now 29. But at that time, you couldn't work part time as a nurse, which sounds ridiculous nowadays. But if you worked as a nurse, there was no such thing as part time nursing. All or nothing. All or nothing. And this was in 1993. She was born. That's crazy. That wasn't that long ago. No, it's not that. And I had to go then and retrain. And so I became a practice nurse. So I became a practice nurse in a local GP centre where I did asthma clinics, diabetes clinics, um, well woman clinics, cervical smear clinics. So this is where really when I look back, I learned how to run um, a practice, practice, Mm. my own little practice where I took bloods. I managed patients from, you know, just an asthma patient from start to finish. And I worked alongside the GP and then they would be the prescriber. And then I did a diploma in asthma and I started to do some prescribing in just asthma products back in back back then. It was during this time then I went to work for a pharmaceutical company and was their respiratory nurse advisor. And while I was working there in 2004, You know, a nice income, had a steady job, had a nice car and all the other aspects. But I was going to a beautician's at the weekends or at a weekend. And this um, beautician said to me, you're crazy. You're a nurse. You should be doing Botox. Now, were you in Ireland or in the UK? No, this is still in the UK. UK. So this is 2004. And, And I was like, oh, what's this all about? And she said, oh, the girl, she comes in here every Saturday and she just walks out with money in her back pocket. And I was like, oh, I was looking for something else. Um. Mm. I was going through a divorce at the time, so I needed extra income. How many kids? Had two kids. Girls, girls, expensive. Two <laughs> girls, absolutely. And I thought, what else could I do at the weekend that would support? 
our holidays and all the nice things mm. in life. So I went down to Rygate in the UK and this is where my first um, introduction into aesthetics. Your basic at that time, it was it was better managed and better regulated. There was never a regulation, mm. but at least back then, um, not, you know, not everybody was doing it. You know, yeah. there's still no regulation within the derma filler. But at that time, I went and did a course. You had to be either a nurse, a general nurse, um, a dental surgeon or a medical doctor. It was still a lot of money in 2004. Um, so it was a thousand sterling just to do this one day course. Yeah. And from then, I met a really good um, injector and she followed me around for six six weeks and I had to do lip fillers on different patients at the time and find these people that would have let me do a lip filler on them when I'd, I'd never done it before. And at a time when there wasn't a huge amount of no, fillers going no. on. And yeah. the, but a little bit in the UK. There was a little bit in the UK. So I did it for two years then in the UK. And at the time I did it from gyms. I did it in local salons. And I decided it was time for me to come back to live in Dublin back with my family, back with support. And I moved back to Dublin in 2006. And when I came back, you know, I, I picked up my day job within the pharmaceutical sector. I worked for MSD, I worked for Janssen Sealag, I worked for GlaxoSmithKline. And um, and then at the weekends on a Saturday or a Friday evening, I'd go to salons. So what were you doing with the medical companies? So, um, different jobs. I had respiratory nurse advisor jobs and mm -hmm. then I also had a medical sales job. So I would have gone around different practices. So I met a lot of GPs, knew a lot of GPs and a lot of GPs then became very good pals. Mm -hmm. And even then I always did the odd filler, maybe one filler once a month, mm. twice a month. And then I started becoming friends with some of the GPs. But the legislation in Ireland was always that nurses can't inject Botox, Botox or toxin. Just fillers. Just fillers. So that's mm. Southern Ireland only, though. So it's not Northern Ireland. So it's only the, the rule, the regulation in Southern Ireland. Right. So even though I'd come back from the UK and there was all this, you know, UK nurses can do it. So I just forgot about Botox, even though I did do it for two years. Mm. Wouldn't touch it now, never mm. did. And kind of so from 2006, I focused on fillers. And at the time I was still am, you always have to be a bit of a careful, nervous injector. So I only ever did lips. I just wouldn't do anything else. I just immediately found lips easy. For me, they were easy. And I was able to see asymmetry. And after years of doing them now, now it's 18 years doing doing lip fillers. What I understand about myself as a person is I really do see um, life very straight. So even to the detriment of me medically that I'd suffer with vertigo, I'd suffer with. And these are things that I've realized that I actually need things to be very straight and very aligned. So this is, in fact, has become your USP. Yes, yes. So when I look at things, if something's hanging on the wall, if it's not straight, I, it, you know, even if a chair is slightly misaligned, if I'm on a hill, anything like that. So it really... Because you often wonder why you end up into so, into mm. something, you know, going from working in A&E. But I really see symmetry. So you're I'm, a human spirit level. Is that yes, what you're yeah, saying? Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So how many lips do you think you filled? So I was thinking about this the other day and I thought, gosh, 2004, 2006, very quiet. 
seven, eight, nine, ten. We're we're for quiet years, mm. probably two or three a month. But I do remember back in 2012, between 2012 and 2014, this is the decision to become the queen know, of lips, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, and to go into the business mm. was I was doing 17, 18. There were queues at some of the salons where I was. And I, I, I reckon I've done at least 40,000 lips. Wow. To, to date. And if not more. Yeah. 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 So that's that's kind of a. So you took a big punt setting up your own business. I did. I did. And I was, and you know, the term I was on my own with the kids. Mm-hmm. So I was just me and the two girls. And I thought, gosh, how do I take the plunge? And some of my colleagues since have since asked. And it was a risk. And but I had a very good relationship in the career that I was in with the boss that I had. And he said, look, take a punt. If it doesn't work, come back. So take six months off, chance it. And if it doesn't work, you have your job back. So what the the biggest reason I did it, I'd cleared any kind of debts that I had, you know, Mm. any credit card loans, anything. I just went out and I remember we went into um, the garage, the Ford Ford garage. And I thought, if I can get a car, because I always had a company car. If I can get a car on a finance, that means my credit history is good. Mm -hmm. I can actually take the plunge and go into business. And Emily was 21 at the time. And we went to New York with my mom. And I said, if we get the clearance to get this car, that's it. I'm going to do it. And I did. And did you get a car as well? Or was that just a test? No, I got the car. Oh, my goodness So we came back in 2014, Christmas 2014. And so early 2015 was really the, the, the big boost and then from 2015 on, onwards, I just stormed. The first six months, we stormed 2015. And very nervous because when you pay PAYE, you're guaranteed on the 15th of the month or the end of the last Friday of the month, you had your wage. So every day you're going, oh, my God, hopefully the phone rings. Hopefully the phone rings. And it did. And it and it just got busier and busier and busier. And at the time, I remember Emily had a really good friend who was just finishing a finance degree. And I hired him to answer my phone. And he used to just follow me everywhere. And Simon, to this day, I think he works for KPMG. As he's a wealth manager now. Wow! And he, you know, well, there he managed your he wealth. Mani- yes, he did. <laughs> he did. And that was, um, yeah. So that was 2015. It's amazing. But Kerry, you have such an empathetic way with people, and I'm presumed that's a certain amount of your nurses training and a certain amount of you as a person. But couple that with amazing needle skills. Yes, I think think what I've learned, what people say to me is like they, they do love to come into the clinic. They do love to tell me everything, you know, and I've, I've long standing patients for years now that come back year on, year on. And, um, you know, their story. It's 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 like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a GP. I'm not saying that, but it's a bit like, you know, if you're a GP and you've 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 delivered the baby and now they're they're 20. I, you know, I've seen young women get engaged, they can't have their fillers, then they're having their babies, then they're coming back. So I've kind of have a bit of a history now with a lot of my clients. You've, patients, everybody has grown is together. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's let's talk about fillers, because I think I have to say, and I think you would agree that the hairdressing industry is how you got an awful lot of referrals. Yes. And a lot of it was word of mouth. It wasn't social media. It wasn't yeah. advertising. It was yes. all word of mouth. That's how I heard about you first. Yes. But, um, you know, what was once the domain of young women wanting lip fillers has now become so much more standard. What 
percent? I mean, big lips are fashionable now. What percentage of the Irish population do you think have lips that are the, that are naturally the size of what is the aesthetic these days? So your natural lip. Yeah. I think I think what happens when you work in the industry as you're walking along and you see in the public every single person you can tweak every single person is a masterpiece in itself and but you can perfect mm. everybody so i think from what i what i feel with aesthetics is that you're beautifying everybody so it's for everybody so it's, it's not about changing no it's about no, enhancing it's about enhancing so every single person so it's not whether it suits you or whether it's for you or whether um, you think I need it. Do you think I need it? I get asked these questions all the time. It's always, it's it's correcting imbalances, um, correcting anti-aging, giving a little bit of plumpness if they're younger. Um, so it's for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Can you, can, we, can you talk me through the process? Because I think so many people, um, maybe they've had lip filler in the past and they, they did or didn't like the process, or maybe somebody um, is curious but hasn't taken the plunge yet. So let's go through a, a, an appointment from start to finish. So an appointment always is, you, you know, you can book a consultation and you can just not have the treatment. So there's two types of people that come in and they just book a, a consultation, they have the chat and they get all the information that they need the time and it's not their time to have it done. Right. So, you know. And that's free. Absolutely, yes. Mm. So if you feel that... Um, you know, when you explain that you can bruise, you can swell, um, the natural normal side effects or and you can see by their face or their reaction, you kind of say maybe today is not the best day for you. Mm. Or if they're going to a party or they're flying the next day, then you'll rearrange the appointment. Mm. But most people just come in and have the consultation done and they're generally happy to proceed. And most people want to look well most people will say to me i don't want the duck look mm-hmm. duck look i don't want to um a trout pout i don't want everybody to notice it i'd love it just to be um as natural as possible um but yet i want to notice it yes yes a refresh as you say a refresh so mm. we're starting to call so for years it's been lip fillers lip fillers lip fillers and so lately we've been starting to say come in and get it you know a lip refresh um you know, it's more structured to your vermilion border. It's more plumpness, maybe. For So it's very individual. And each lip is a different technique. Right. So that's why it's it's one of the, the treatments not everybody likes to do. And there's many injectors out there and many injectors that are very happy doing cheek fillers, which you would think would be harder. Yeah. But they, they'll do cheeks, they'll do jaws, and they won't do they lips. Won't do they, lips. D- they never do lips. Right. So... On goes the numbing agent. On goes the numbing agent. So then you you sat outside for 10 to 15 minutes, longer if need be. You come in and I go through the consultation form. The mm-hmm. consultation form is very important regarding, um, obviously, their medical history, any medications they may be on, any reason why you can't do a lip filler. Um, generally speaking, um, autoimmune is an illness um, that some people have and we have to be careful with you know, your your body can react to it or your so body can reject it. Would that be somebody maybe with a history of lupus? Lupus and generally like we it's it's not that it's contraindicated anymore. It's whether they're well. OK, so always like, you know, even this morning I had a um, a patient come in, but she was unwell with an autoimmune disease. So what I always get them to do is go back to their rheumatologist or their consultant and get them to come back to me with a letter and say, my consultant said, 
he's happy for me to have this is treatment. my moment yes yeah right and then we, we we upload that onto the file and then we're covered great because we do have people that are living with cancer mm-hmm. that are having um chemotherapy and they're you know they're they're dying or they're at end stage of life and they want fillers and they're allowed to have it. OK. As long as they have the, the approval from their consultant. Right. Um, and we, we have quite a few patients like that. Do you know, it's pretty cool the consultants are taking that whole holistic view to wellness. Absolutely. Account, and it's it? lovely to see, especially because we get a few um, because it, having worked in the hospice and having an interest in end of life, mm-hmm. um, we've had quite a few end of life patients, which is lovely to, to see and, and treat and let them, they're allowed to have whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we just have that letter from their consultant. Lovely. So am I right in thinking that filler itself, it's in the good old days, it used to be animal collagen that people could develop a reaction to. But basically filler is not, um, it, it's it's same as body, isn't it? It's so the, the filler market is a, is a, is a market okay. in itself at the moment. And unfortunately, what's happening is there's probably, God only knows, 200, 250 fillers on the market. Oh, wow. So there's many, many types of fillers. I've only ever used maybe three or four. Um, so there's plenty of levels of hyaluronic acid. So you have hyaluronic acid in a filler and it's it's cross-linked. That's what it's... A, why it's a lip filler or a plumper or a um, right. dermal filler. Hyaluronic, just so we're all on the same page, sucks up water, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So it hydrates your skin and it um, and gives a little bit of volume. Yeah. So a filler, a dermal filler would have injected something called BDEE mm-hmm. into it, which makes it more stabilized. Because if you just inject pure hyaluronic acid into your skin, it's gone within 24 hours. Yeah. So your body just absorbs it. Absolutely. So they need something to make it stabilize. So this is all done in a lab. There are certain NASA technologies, different technologies within each company. And they all and I've been to many of the different labs and I've been fortunate enough to see how they they make hyaluronic acid. I've seen I played with hyaluronic acid. It actually looks like, you know, if you have a really bad cold and you've had a tissue in your pocket all day and you've been using that tissue. And you, you take it out and you kind of go, I can't use that tissue anymore. It's too soft. Yes. Yeah. That's what hyaluronic acid looks okay. like. It's very interesting in a lab. And then it's injected into little pots and BDE is added. And that's what stabilizes it. Right. The good fillers, um, well, not the good fillers, but fillers that um, I tend to use in the lip would have anesthetic as well. There are fillers with no anesthetic in it. Oh, that's so clever. Yes. So, so, it's, in, so it's in the filler. So, so while it's going into your lip... It's numbing. It's as numbing you go. as it works. Yes. Yeah. Very clever. So for years, when I first trained to do lip fillers, you were told absolutely under no circumstances would you ever use uh, anaesthetic, as in an injection of anesthesia, because that would change the lip shape. So how could you design a lip? Because you're putting volume in. You're injecting you, a fluid yes, into the lip and already, it can, and it can make it look a little bit white. It can, you know, you know, if we've been to the dentist, you nearly kind of sometimes feel like you've had a little mini stroke yeah, when you yeah, smile. Yeah. So it can change your lip shape. Because you can't move it. Yes. Yes. That's very clever. So, so the old fashioned. So my, my way of training when I was told and, and trained was always just use numbing cream. And that basically that takes the edge enough. off. Yes. It's no picnic, but it no. does take the edge off yes. the pain. But at the very beginning, when I first started doing lip fillers, there was no anesthetic in any of the fillers. So now it's a luxury to have lidocaine in a filler. And that's 
been around for the last 10 years. But back in 2006, there was no right. anesthetic. So you've got the anesthetic cream, yes. which is numbing. Yes. And then you're injecting a product which has a little bit of anesthetic in it. So you're kind of getting a double effect. So you're getting a double effect. And plus, um, all different medical practitioners, nurses, doctors, dentists will have a different pressure. So some people have a heavy hand. Mm -hmm. So when they treat, some people have a lighter hand when they do anything like cooks, like any any job. Some I just particularly have quite a light hand. Do you mean in your injecting when technique? When I inject, yes. Okay. So it's not as painful. So pa patients will say, oh, my God, you're not. It's not that sore, Kerry. So I'm very I have a very light hand. And this has been tested, actually, in the labs with one of the companies last. Wow. Actually, it was this year in Geneva with Tioxin. I went to the lab and they were able to hook me up to a machine <laughs> and and see how I as I push on the plunger. Yeah. The flow, the, the product, how quickly it comes out. So I have a very um, stable pressure that I put on the, the plunger as so I'm it's projecting con it out. consistent. So it doesn't come out in little bumps and lumps. It doesn't. You're no. right. So it's very yes. linear and it comes out like a little just spread a product. A stream so, of product. Yeah. So as I'm doing a lip, it's literally for me, it's like. A painting. So literally you're like a brush stroke. Yes. Yes. So that's a, so I've learned this very linear threading technique. So as I'm going around and layering and layering, there's no boluses of bumps and lumps. So you, you see many different techniques mm. and you can put in boluses and that's absolutely fine as yeah. long as you massage and and manipulate the product and don't leave lumps in the lips. But it's it, the secret to a very good lip, I find, is this soft, gentle, linear approach rather than big boluses of the product. Amazing. So then when you it's a bit like putting your lip liner on. So if you start at the peak of your brow, peak of your bow. Yeah. And you come down with the, the lip liner, you're like drawing. So to me, that's when I noticed with COVID, I missed it because it, to me, it's like art. Yes. So I just feel like I'm drawing. You're drawing in only your 3D yes. drawing yes. as opposed to. Yeah. And tell me, um, where do you inject? Because you mentioned a place earlier called the Vermilion so, Border. So What's all, that? All of us have this little border on our lip and it's little like it's like a little tube. Mm -hmm. And as we get older, it, it breaks down. And so as you start to see little feathering, little line marks, or sometimes you see your lipstick bleed. Yes. Um, so that border is starting to break down. It's of, an invisible, it's, sorry, it's you a flesh-coloured border. Abs absolutely, yeah. you can't see it. But if you were to cut it microscopically, mm -hmm. you can see this little tunnel. So if you can get your filler into the tunnel, that'll snap close your border. So, so it'll give you a nice structure. So what happens with the negative lips that most people see mm -hmm. is that the product is put too high up. So it's going into areas of the skin where it shouldn't go. Right. So it's into different parts of the, the flesh. Yes. So it's gone into the upper lip. And that's the create, Yes. And right. that will create shadowing from the light, from the sun. So you start to see like, you know, like a darkness on the lip. Mm. Um, mm. So it's just bad technique. So bad vermilion placement. border, no further is basically yes. what you're yes. saying. Yeah. Yes. And by injecting the vermilion border, uh, that's only the start of it. The, there are other places that come. So then, then yes. Yeah, so then I will layer down. So I will always go. Not everybody needs the vermilion border because if you're only in your 20s, 28 and you have a nice natural volume lip, if you inject into the vermilion border, it'll project it out too much. OK, so each lip is very different. Right. Um, you, you can get different, you, you know, every day you, you might get a cleft palate. I do loads of cleft palates. Really? And that they're very interesting yeah. because, you know, you're you're per, you're changing the complete 
shape of a face for somebody who's had surgery in the past. So every lip is very different. But your next technique then would be to layer down further so you get a little bit of volume. So you're almost drawing the outer line and then you're filling and then in you're filling as you down. need. And then I always, 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 always do the whole lip. So no matter, even if it's only a small amount of product that they only want a little amount, I'll always put a tiny little bit in the corners of the bottom. Why is just that? Just to balance. Because if you only keep, if you keep injecting just the upper lip, your skin changes. In so what way? Because you're injecting hyaluronic acid and you're hydrating that skin and your lower lip will just look older. Ah. If you do that for many years, because some people, patients will come in and say, I only want my top lip done. But if you don't explain it to them, and that's what I've learned is not to do what the patient always says they think they need, mm. because that's not what they need. So you have to explain to them and educate them and actually what they actually need. I suppose in a way it's like the idea of just putting lipstick on half a lip. That yeah. if you were to walk away and look at the lip, you'd be going, something's not right there. Yeah. And then if yeah. you if you enhance the top lip, so you're making it bigger. And if you, you if you leave the bottom lip alone, then you're going to project over. Yeah. So, so you want to always keep the symmetry of the top. And Your the ratios are different. Then, Absolutely. Aren't they? Yes. And do you inject into the corners of the mouth? I do. So I, I anybody who comes to me will always go, oh, halfway through, how old are you again? And if they're over 28, you tend to start to see this corner of your mouth, which is oral commissure. It starts to dip down and we all start to have the little sad Mm. You know, sad emoji face, sad emoji face. So (laughs) and it's very aging. It's very aging Mm. and a little tiny, little tiny part of product. I learned this technique many years ago from um, a guy on a training course. And it's just you you put two two injections, one up and one one Mm. further down. And it just lifts the corner of the mouth instantly. And it's amazing. It's kind of almost like an eyeliner flick for eyes. Yes. The mouth. Yes. Yes. Brilliant. And tell me, um, Kerry, you know, when the lines in our lips and I mean, at what age do you start? Do these start becoming prominent? They can they, they, you know, they can start at any age, depending on the the lifestyle of a person, because people in their 20s, they're drinking more, they're Mm. smoking, they're using some beds, vaping. um, So many different aspects can can change a lip. And sometimes so, yes, age is important. And as long as they're over 18 in the clinic, we will treat them. But, you know, some people come in in their 40s and are better than somebody who's in their okay. late 20s. So it does. But look, at the end of the day, we're all aging and it is um, a treatment that we 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 generally like to do as an anti-aging treatment. And unfortunately, for a long time, only young people were coming to get lip mm. fillers. But in actual fact, it's 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 such a fantastic treatment. I've treated a lady in her 80s. I've treated many, many women in their 70s, you know, because when they're drinking their tea, the, the cup of tea is coming down the corner of their mouth. It's dribbling. You, they've always got a little tissue. Ah, so yes. you can repair that just with lip fillers. So it's for many, many reasons why you would do a lip filler. God, it's good. So, you know, obviously the younger end of the market want the big pouty lips. Yes. The more mature person wants maybe to get the volume back again yes they want to correct they want to go back to the try and not look so what i've noticed what i've said to people is you don't want to look 30 you want to look well for your age yes yes that is that is the the saying nowadays Mm. it's like you know we can look fantastic at 50 we can look fantastic at 60 and it's just to correct things that are breaking down within the So you don't the, need to look like a 20-year-old influencer. No, yeah. no, you don't. Mm. And the, the, the problem with fillers is the ones that you see are the bad ones. You don't see the good fillers because people just presume, oh, she doesn't need it because mm. she looks well. Well, Kerry, I'm looking at you 
and I'm sure you have lip fillers. I have lip fillers. I've, I've, I have everything that I do in the clinic. I have tested everything. I've tried everything mm. and I do have it all. But um, your lips aren't out of proportion. You know, you wouldn't think if I met you in a supermarket, I wouldn't know that you did lip fillers. No, and I, I, and I don't enhance them too much because that's not the look that I like. Mm. But I, I, I do it to correct any kind of lines, any kind of fine lines that are coming. So so not only do we need sometimes lip treatment, but a lot of people will ask, what about the lines on the upper lip? Yeah. So the section obviously below the nose to the, the top of the lip. Mm. And we can treat that very successfully nowadays, you know, and that is still classed as a lip treatment, but it's just your upper lip treatment. Okay. Many years ago, we would have done that treatment. And it looked like um, a bit monkeyish yes. because the fillers were very, very thick you know, but nowadays we have fantastic fillers out there on the market that um, they're just like water and like hydrating. OK, you know, that would almost be a different procedure to lip filler in adverted fill- conversation. That, that would be filler. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But also you can put Botox along the top lip. You can you? do Botox. So Botox, lip flip, lip flip was around many, many years ago and it's just reared its head again. Mm-hmm. It's ugly head, as most of us will say, because a lip flip either works or it really doesn't work. Most people, if it works, it's very short lived. So you may get six to eight weeks. Yeah, it's 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 a very good lip for people who have an inverted smile. So when you smile and your lips disappear, inverts in. Yeah. Um, if that doesn't happen, it doesn't work. Um, it can affect how you drink your cup of tea. It can affect many different reasons. Sometimes it's good for um, very fine lines, mm. um, but it's very short lived. So, so a little bit of light filler at the top yes would yes. be more effective absolutely um men and women do you treat us differently are men's lips differently to women's lips so no we don't treat them we're more conscious that the men will feel it more definitely really definitely and are they we'll big be, babies yes big babies big babies <laughs> big babies we do we do notice that so you have to hold hands with we one do. hand and inject yeah. with and the we other have to sometimes give them cream and they have to go away and walk up and down St. William Street for an hour and then they'll come back and they go, oh, OK, I'm ready now. But a lot of the men that we do generally have beards. Yes, I've noticed that yes. a lot of guys with lip filler have beards. Yes. So what's that about? So it's to do it. I, I feel kind of facial, your facial profile. So profiloplasty, they call it. So when you look at a male face, uh, the beard became very popular because of people's jawline being not very structured. So mm. if a man puts a nice beard on, they can get a very chiseled jaw. So then it hides hides their, their lips so you can enhance their lips um, and it just looks very attractive on them. So it's a nice treatment. Do you put more filler, I know this is a generalisation, into a female lip or into a male no, lip? No, there's no difference. No really? Difference. It's, yeah. it's the lip no, rather than yes, the gender? Yeah, very, very different for individuals. Some men have beautiful, um, lovely lips. The bigger the lip, the more product you need. Yeah, because when so you hear people opposite. going, I got a mill, I got half a mill, I got two mills. Yes. What's that about? And how do you start and how do you build up? It is. It's it's one of the topics when you're doing. So I do a lot of advanced training now and a lot of international trainers. Um, so we're always trying to just talk about the lips as a treatment and a cost to the lip. It's very hard as a clinic to change that because people always, is it half or is it 0.7 carry or is it 0.8 there's not even a point eight out there, which is an interesting because a lot of non-medics will say, oh, you can have the point eight filler. But there is no filler on the market that is point eight. OK, so that's how, you know, that's the um, the volume. Y- yes. Point eight of a milliliter. Point eight of a mil. Yes. Right. Yeah, milliliter. Um, 
in general terms, you should just be treating a lip and should have a cost to it. But that's it's very hard to change that because yeah. we are a society a bit like the way we do our Botox. It's one, two, three or, you know, half point seven mils. Um, most people, I would say, generally speaking, if you're if you're new to lips, you could easily put in a mill into anybody over the age of 40 okay. because it's the mouth area yeah. that you're treating. So you're doing the lip and plus you're also doing the corners of the mouth and the border. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it a mill isn't too big. It's when people have a mill six weeks later, they're back for another mill, then they're back for another mill. And I have clients that I have to say no. You know, or look, you've done way too much at this stage. We need to dissolve. Well, now I'm going to get on to dissolving in a moment. But um, I want to ask two fields of question. Firstly, I take it from the whole mill volume side of things. Really just not to get too hung up on that as a customer, as yes, a patient. Yeah, and just and go with the process. Yes, yeah. exactly. After we have been into you, what are our lips going to feel like? What are they going to look like? And what's the downtime? So once you, when you have your treatment... You've just got off the bed, you've looked in the mirror and you're just delighted and you're smiling, you're happy. And I get a big hug. <laughs> well, post-COVID or pre-COVID. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, just a big smile. But um, the aftercare is don't, don't go to the gym. Don't do anything too energetic. Leave leave your lips alone. Don't touch them. I say no ice. Just just absolutely leave them, leave them alone. Your body's best if it just naturally has its own natural reaction and it'll peak and it'll stop and then it'll calm down. How about taking anti-inflammatory painkillers? You shouldn't need them. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't need yeah. them. And before any type of procedure, you should always tell people not to take any anti-inflammatories because you're more likely to bruise. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So anybody who takes brufen, sulfidines, you know, and don't drink wine the night before. So, you know, on a Monday clinic, historically was always our beauty day, beauticians, hairdressers. Yeah. They'd all come in on a Monday. They'd all been out all day Sunday. And you kind of go, were you drinking yesterday? Oh, I was, Kerry. And you're going, you're going to bruise, you know. So, but post-care would be, um, you can eat. We always, as a joke, we always say, just don't eat chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That would be something because a lot sense. of them, especially on South William Street, go down to Alfie's. Yes. And they're getting their chicken wings <laughs> and they're waving at me my lips. So Sorry, things you never thought of no, until yes, you're told. Until you're yeah. told. Um, mm. But you can eat, you can have coffee, um, you know, you can vape. It's like we're not an anti-smoking clinic, so mm. we can't go into that aspect of things. Um, the main thing I always say, no sunbeds. Oh, God, no. You know, we should be doing some beds anyway. Mm. Um, not but especially a, not after especially filler. not after filler. Not to put any lipstick, heavy heavy lipstick, lip liner. You can use lip lip balm, especially if it's brand new. We always try and get them. So we sell a lip balm at the clinic, and they can put a nice fresh yeah, lip balm. Yeah, because there's on. no bacteria or anything. Exactly, because yeah. it's clean. We are, I'm always telling people, don't go back into your handbags and look for that old Vaseline that's there for ten years and put it on your lip. The only thing with cold sores, you would always tell them, is if you're prone to cold sores it can trigger a cold sore. Okay. So if you have the virus in you, even if you haven't had a, a cold sore for two years, it can trigger because it is a trauma. Um, so, so have the Zavarex ready to go. Yes. And people, you know, you talk about lysine and if they're prone to cold sores, they know about lysine. And always, I'd say, just go down and get a fresh tub of Zavirex. Very good point. Don't pull out your Zavirex that you had from your last cold sore because that's got the virus on it. So go and buy a brand new yeah. So it's little tips like that that help. But these are the really helpful things. Um, are we going to bruise? Besides if we've been out on the batter yes, or taken. I always just say, 
presume you'll bruise because if you don't, then it's a bonus. Okay. And it's not so. And it's funny because sometimes people text in, you know, on the page and say, I didn't bruise. Is this normal? <laughs> you know, because they're yeah. they're waiting for the bruise. Mm, so, mm. no. So bruising is normal. Swelling is normal. Anything that you're unsure of, we always just say contact us and don't even no matter. You know, it's like people are nervous and they need to have a way to contact you mm. and just send in a picture no matter what it is, because we want to see bruises, obviously, because of the you know, the the one thing that can happen with a lip filler is a vascular occlusion. And luckily, you know, I'm doing them 18 years and I've only ever had one. So they're very, very rare. Mm. If you think I've done 40,000 patients. One in 40,000. Yes. So they are common. rare, yeah. but they, they can happen. Yeah. Um, and it's just so that the patient knows they can contact somebody if they need. What is a vascular occlusion? A vascular occlusion can happen immediately. It's basically when you put the product in. So the product is a gel mm. and it can just block off a little blood flow in the vessel. Right. And it stops the blood flowing in. It's, it can be very painful. It can be immediate or it can happen post, you know, treatment. Yeah. So you tend to see them once you know what you're looking for. And it's funny, this is where we know the person's been to a non-medic because they'll come into you and say, oh, my God, look at this picture. This is what happened. And I've seen many post-vascular occlusions that people didn't know that they oh had goodness. them. Um, so you've corrected quite a few. I have, sadly, um, you know, one incident, St. James's rang me on a Thursday evening and this girl had a black lip and... Look, Patrick Tracy was around at the time and we had to drive her over there and he, you know, he was great. He, you know, he fixed her and sorted it. But um, he's a plastic surgeon. He's a pla yeah, yeah, he's he, and it's just, you know, he it was a non-medic. And but the girl in question, you know, it didn't yeah. phase her at all. Obviously, this wasn't one of your clients. No, God, no. no. This <laughs> you was were just helping. this. This was just so uh, unfortunately, you know, when patients have a problem and they've gone to a non-medic, they know they shouldn't have gone to the non-medic. So they don't ring the person back up. They tend to turn up in A&E. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, there's a lot of work being done with the A&E doctors to talk about the hyalase and how to use hyalase. So you know, some of them will know some of the clinics, so they'll just contact us directly. Well, thank God yes. they've the cop on. Yes, they do. Yes, they're better nowadays. Yeah. Yes. Um, tell me, uh, you know, we're seeing an awful lot on social media now about girls or guys getting their fillers dissolved. Is that an easy process? No, no. And it's you not, see, people it, think it's literally just like scratching an itch. Exactly. Yeah. So there was a little bit of a, a phase there and it came out from Love Island. I mm. think of Molly May, I think, actually had her lips dissolved. She did. And yep. that's what triggered it there for a little bit. So what I was, so we kind of counteracted it on social media because to dissolve your lip, you have to do a proper full consultation. And absolutely, if you need your lips dissolved, it's it's absolutely no problem. And we can do it and we do do it at the clinic, but it's not something that we do lightly. Um, you have to have a test patch, which means you have to have the test patch on the day that you're having the treatment. So you come into the clinic, you have to have a tiny little bit of the product injected into your arm and you have to sit there for half an hour and you have to wait to see if you have a reaction. Right. But much better to do that than have a whole mouthful of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then what's happening that I see quite a lot is people are untrained in how to dissolve a lip so they're dissolving nearly a face so they're putting in 10 mils of product five mils and diluting the face full of hyaluronidase which will dilute not only the filler but your natural hyaluronic okay. acid so how does filler actually work you've described it there you're putting in more pro a lot more product than is already in there 
to so, try and so, get it to metabolize. So, no, so so hyaluronic acid yeah. is the product and yeah. hyaluronidase is like it's like a product manufactured to dissolve. A it soap. breaks down the links. Exactly. So it's like a Pac-Man. Right. You know, like the old Pac-Man. Yeah. It'll literally drop it on it. It just munches away. But it'll also munch away natural hyaluronic acid. So if you put too much in an area, obviously, if you had an avascular, it's for a vascular occlusion. It's for an emergency, really, only. Okay. If you need it, you use it and you use plenty of it and you use it in a very small dilution. Mm. But when you're dissolving a little bump or a lump, you, you use the minutest amount and they they dissolve quite easily. But you have to be very careful because there is a statistic like one in 200 people can be quite allergic to it. Mm. And when you're allergic to it, it's anaphylactic allergic to it. The theory should be don't get filler on the basis that you can always get it dissolved Absolutely if you don't like it. Not. And it's not. There was a I, I read I saw something somewhere that somebody was posting that you should dissolve your lips after your fourth time and restart. So that's not, a th- you know, a treatment like I've been doing certain people's lips for many, many years and their 10 years getting their lips done. They've never overfilled them. They've never had an issue with their lips. Um, you know, and their lips are beautiful. Yeah. You know. How long will a lip filler procedure last for? So that very much varies on the person mm. and many different reasons. You know, our metabolic rate, how we break things down, stress, our lifestyle. Um, some people you do a filler and it's there next year. And they come in once a year. Some people you do it and three weeks later it's gone. Wow. It just they can break right. it down. There is a phenomenon and I have one patient at the moment and no matter some people just break down hyaluronic acid and no matter how many times you put it into their their, yeah. their lips, it'll just disappear. So it is very variable. We do say your first treatment, you may need it again after 12. Mm. So Building a lip is a process. It's not just one treatment. You may need to get after 12 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Okay. Yes. But that is also your little and often philosophy as opposed to jamming in a load of product. Yes. Little bit. See how you like it. Yes. It's like salt and cooking, isn't it? Easy to add more. Yes. Hard to take And that's the ethos of the clinic on the whole because it's, um, you know, it's anti-aging is a train that we're on and it's doesn't stop. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) So... So typically, if one was to have a lip filler procedure or a lip refresh, you should get it done, leave it for at least three months and then reappraise before you do anything. Absolutely, because then your lip will have settled. You know, the inflammation will have settled down. The product lasts at least up to nine months. So Mm. there'll be some left and then you'll be able to, you know, re-inject and reapply and then nearly the second treatment is nicer than the first treatment. Yeah. You can't say that to somebody on their first treatment that it's, you know, you have to wait till the second, but people love their second and third. But they love their first. They love their first. Because you've already given absolutely. them back absolutely. what they came yes. in for. Yes, but absolutely. But now we're perfecting the look. And like, it, and it changes people, you know, psyche as well. Like people, sometimes they don't know, you know, they've said so many sad things about their life because mm. of their lips. And how it's changed their lives just from having a lip filler. So it's it's a fantastic. That's why I do so many of them, because I get such an enjoyment out of it. Yeah, because people bounce off the bed and they love themselves uh, for somebody who's maybe late 20s, early 30s. They don't maybe want the big lip look, yeah. but they're not at a stage where they need a refresh. They're kind of in that beautiful, happy zone. Yeah. What does a lip filler do for them? So what you can do is you can real reshape it so all of us are asymmetrical you know we're generally asymmetrical to some point Mm. so you can put a very small amount of lip filler in just to perfect 
so the, as they always say is you can make somebody good looking even better looking. So it's a beautiful bridal treatment. Exactly. Just Absolutely. to make everything look everything, really, really yes. nice. And it'll just give you that 3D look to your lip. So when you put your lip liner on and your, your lipstick, it's just you get a bounce to the face. Yeah. Yeah. One question I forgot to ask you, um, you know, when we've been in for a treatment, the after effects, possibly a little bruising, a little swelling. How long does that last? In other words, I know that a lot of the time people do the whole holy mother of God. Yes, yes. But that's your lips aren't going to stay like that. No. So they can swell. And some people do swell. Mm. And we'd say if you're if you do swell quite a lot, take some Puritan and you find people who have, you know, allergies, hay fever, mm. um, asthma patients, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're more likely to because their IgE level would be higher. OK, so you would say just take an antihistamine. Um, generally, generally, you, you swell that day. Once you go to sleep at night time and you're flat all night, when you wake up first thing in the morning, you'll, you're going to be swollen because we're naturally swollen when we wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. especially we notice that as we get older. <laughs> you know, we, it takes us an hour for all the fluid to drop off. The spoons in the fridge. Exactly. So <laughs> once they're up and about and back to doing their normal day to day, the fluid will, will have gone down, yeah. the swelling will have gone down. Bruising, you just have to say at the end of the day, bruising can take up to 10 days. Yeah. Worst case scenario, three weeks. So you would never do a bride three weeks. Has to be three weeks before a wedding. Yeah. Because a bruise can last three weeks. Yeah. And it means yeah. the tiniest, but you want them to be perfect for the wedding. A little bit of dermal blend always works beautifully, Absolutely. Though, doesn't it? Absolutely. Concealer or foundation 100%. or whatever. Yes. Um, I know, Kerry, that, you know, moving on from, from lips, because you are a full uh, clinic. Yes. Um, and you have some amazingly exciting other treatments. I've had Profilo with you, which yes. I've loved. Can you tell us a little bit about what Profilo is? So Profilo, so I was lucky enough, so I was in Monaco. So um, there's a couple of conferences that are on once a year and some of them bring out the launches of new products. So mm. I was in Monaco at the time and it was 2015 and there was a lot of people in a room and I kind of go, what's over there? It went over and it was the launch of this new treatment called Profilo. Very different to what was on the market currently and it's it's still... It's a total game changer. It's a facial it's, rejuvenating filler. So what it? it is, it's it's not a filler. Okay. So I, I was the trainer for four years for Profilo. And so it's to move away from it as a filler. So it is an injectable that is a biostimulus that will stimulate your collagen. Oh, so you inject the holy it, grail. Yes. So you inject it into your face and it has 10 injections. And each little injection, you, you, when you inject it in, you, you create a little bolus of product. So, so this one, you do want to create a little exactly. bolus of product. So that, that is the difference. And you have to explain that to the patient because for years we, we've been saying no bumps, no lumps. So this has to have a little bump on it for it to work. So you inject it in very superficially into the skin. And over three weeks, that will penetrate into your collagen layer. Or into your into your layer, your skin that will stimulate your collagen. Mm-hmm. You start to notice then your skin is more hydrated. It starts to tighten. It's not a facial tightening treatment, but it'll just make a face look very fresh. So it's like a face tune. So and people notice it in photographs. Face tune, I yes. love it because yeah. it does give you a little bit more definition. Yes, a lot more glow. Yes, and I think it's a beautiful either a bride or a mother of the bride treatment, oh, isn't it? Absolutely. And the other thing that it does is when you when you inject it in after the three weeks, it'll 
get the bounce back into your fat pads. So your fat pads, as we all notice, they start to gravitate downwards. Mm -hmm. So this will give the bounce back in. So I always explain it's like SpongeBob. (laughs) So it's like you inject water into a sponge and it'll just inflate it back out. It doesn't make you fat, which a lot of people ask me that question. Is it going to make my face fat? Mm -hmm. No, it just. But the thing about it where people kind of are unsure, they start it and they don't carry it on. What do you mean by that? So you have two treatments. So you have your first treatment and the following month you have your second treatment. Ah. After that, you need to inject it into it at least every six months. Okay. So it's a long term process. So it's 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 a journey. So w- when we talk about Profilo, it's I always say to people, if you can't afford it, don't start it. It's not that expensive, though, is it? No. So two treatments in the clinic is five fifty. And then after that, you have a maintenance of treatment to 250. So you can do your Botox and your Profilo on the same day. And then that means you're looking after your forehead and your lower face. Mm. Um, but it's a fantastic, it, like I've been putting it in my own skin now for seven years. And yes, I'm older looking, but my skin hasn't aged. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't help looking older, but it's just it's to correct all that kind of fine lines and keep the bounce into the skin. Also, it doesn't give the sort of the, what used to be the pillow face effect. No. And yeah. we've seen an awful lot of maybe reality, t- young reality TV stars that think filler is the way to go on the face. Yes. And they get this big puffy yes. look. And what, and what they realize with the, the big puffy look is because we do a lot of cadaver training. So, and I'm lucky enough that I get to do them every year. So wow. when you inject a filler into a face, years ago, we used to inject it into the fat pad. Mm-hmm. So as you smile, that fat pad will just move up and the filler just moves with it. So they're the pillow faces. Whereas now our techniques are, are you know, we're more skilled. And I'm lucky enough, I was there at the beginning of aesthetics, really, yeah. to see the changes and the technique changes. But you can see the pillow faces and they're the old. Um, the old school. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. But it's it's understanding where to place the product and what product to use. You once described Profilo to me and tell me if I'm right here as there's a certain amount of hyaluronic. Yes. And then over time that just melts. Yes. Under the skin. So so it's 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 a high proportion of hyaluronic acid. But in it, the, you know, and I was lucky I met the, the, the doctor that actually founded mm. hyaluronic acid and she she's doing studies at the moment. So when you inject it in, it can go into your fat pads and regenerate the stem cells in your fat pads. So it's very, um, it's a long-term anti-aging. Mm. So it's to, it's to give protection to the skin. It'll keep, your, keep you stimulating your collagen. So it's a biostimulus. So it'll just, and when you inject it in, it does, it glides over your face like, like syrup. Yeah. And it just penetrates into those collagen stimulus that we want so to stimulate. So short-term benefit, a bit of glow and a bit of lift. Yes. But Long, it's the longer term, term benefit, a bit of collagen reproduction. Yes. And yes. of course, collagen is what we all need to have that long term bounce. Yes. Health, glow, all of those things. Absolutely. Structure. Absolutely. Gosh. Um, and then tell me about another treatment that maybe you have in the clinic. So what I was finding in the last few years. So obviously we do Botox, we do fillers, we do facial fillers, we do skin treatments. Um, but. There, and then for a while there, the, we were doing PDO threads. So there was a there was an opening there for threads being the kind the, of the lift that lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of did them. I've done them twice in my career and I, I, I didn't get much out of it mm. 
from them for myself and for the clinic. So I need, I found there was an, an opening there for something to tighten the skin. Because yes, we have fillers, but we needed something else. So we've come across this fantastic new machine. So it's new to Ireland. It's not new, it's, it's not new, it's, it's in America. It's taken America by storm. It's in the UK now as well. And we're um, the first high street clinic to have it. What's with it the called? second, it's called Softwave. So um, another another clinic has it. So we're the second one to have it. But the, we're the first one to have it. That's just you can walk in and just walk in and have this treatment. Yeah. It basically is ultrasound treatment that penetrates into your collagen layer directly where collagen is made. So it only penetrates to that layer. It doesn't go deep into their fat cells. Mm -hmm. So it'll stimulate and regenerate and m make your body produce new fibroblasts and collagen. It takes 12 weeks. So it's it's a treatment that com you come in, you have the treatment, and you may not see it f the full results for 12 weeks, but each week you start to see a difference in your skin and you start to see a tightening in your skin. And amazingly, you can actually get a, a little lift in your brow. Oh, wow. So there's a permanent lift. So it's five millimeters, which sounds quite small, but significant enough to notice in the skin. On the face. Absolutely. But yes. it just shows that everything is tightening, basically. Tightening, yes. It's not just that the, yes. the eyebrows lift. Yes. Everything is kind of moving yeah. in cohort. Absolutely. And I'm lucky because obviously I'm 52, so I need all the, all the treatments. Mm -hmm. And I've had the treatment and I couldn't believe it. And I've had many treatments over the years, many machines. And this is my first one. I thought, no, I'm actually going to invest in this one. Where does it stand in the market to old therapy? So it's it's how it was described to me. It's like an iPhone. So you have the iPhone 10 and now you have the newest iPhone. OK, so that's how the company described it to yes. me. Clinically, it it does it work on the same principle. It's the same principle, but old therapy would be deeper. OK, so this is they they, they found a way to get the, the beam to only penetrate into where it's actually needed. And this is where they're finding the significant difference. Does that mean it's less painful? No. Okay. <laughs> Hence your four canes. Hence the four canes. <laughs> so we have this cream that you put on. You do need to come to the clinic 45 minutes beforehand. Sit there, read the paper. Read Looking the, like look the invisible phone. man. <laughs> exactly. And you can lie and have a little snooze. But once you have the cream on, the pain, it's it's very slight. It's yeah. not it's not um, intolerable because I've had it done and I'm a bad patient. And how long? Well, you have your men down the street. <laughs> no, I know. How long does the actual treatment take? So the treatment would take 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. The massive thing with this treatment is and especially when you when you look at them from California and, you know, how they say, you know, you can come in and you can go back out an hour later, you can go for a swim, you can go and sunbathe. There is no downtime. OK, there's no visible difference to the like negative visible difference. So there's no redness. The, the beam targets internally. So the outside layer of your skin is perfect. Will you get a nice little Cinderella effect you directly do. after? You absolutely do. Love absolutely it. Absolutely do. It's fantastic again for brides. Anything you want to look good. So for Christmas mm -hmm. and you want to look really well. So it's from day one to day week 12. OK, um, can you do that in conjunction with Profilo. Yes, yes, yes. So this will, so it's not instead of Profilo. So and again, so what we'll what I plan on doing is that we'll have the soft wave treatment. So anybody say over 40, 
you're going to be on this program. So we'll have kind of your anti-aging program that you'll come in and have maybe your, you know, your anti-wrinkle treatments, your profiler treatments. And then once every two years, you'll have a software. Oh, you only need it every two years. Yes. So it's only one treatment, no downtime every two years. Fantastic. Is it good for the jaw? It's good for the neck. It's good for your... Um, submental area, which is just that area, which the is double the double tur- Yeah, the turkey's, the turkey's neck. neck. Yeah. So it won't get rid of the turkey's neck, but it will tighten either side of it, and it'll tighten up your face. And um, so you start to see a difference in the tightening of your skin. Even when you smile, you can feel that it's tighter. Oh, so I'm laughing here, going so. Profilo and Softwave is the wonder bra yes. lift and push out. Push. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And the, the two in combination is just going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. This is really, really great, um, Kerry, because I love the fact also that you have aimed at the high street in inverted commas yes. market. It's yes. n- you're, not, you're not inaccessible. But at the same time, you take a long term interest in your clients. Absolutely. And I, like we say high street, but it's, you know, it, it came from coming in onto the market back in 2006 when at the time aesthetics was in Ireland, but it was, you know, it was high end, you know, it was very expensive to have any particular treatment. So and very long waiting lists. Absolutely. Mm. And, you know, we have a certain percentage in Ireland. So, you know, percentage wise, as we look and when you're doing your your business plans is 4% of the population in Ireland are extremely wealthy, whether yeah. that's the correct percentage or whatever. But it's it's a small percentage of the population. Top of the triangle. Exactly. So when I did my business plan, I went for the 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 everyday middle class, working class, whatever working we want person, to call it, yeah, working yeah. person, so that it was accessible to all, so that you could walk in and you could have a treatment and you could work within your budget. So what we do as a clinic, rather than trying to say, right, you're here now, we'll do this, 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 and it's going to cost you that said amount and you have the treatment today, we make a plan. And we say, right, we'll cut this because your 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 journey is continuous. Mm. So if we take a lump sum off you and that's your budget for the year in six months time. That helps nobody. No, yeah. no. So I've just find now each each clinic will work their own. I've just find that for us as a business, we we set out kind of plans for them for the for the year. And can people pay in installments if they want? Yes, and we do what we do three to four times a year. We have these massive big um, voucher sales. Yeah, so people that have been coming to us for years we give a loyalty back and they can get a really cheap voucher put it on the system and it's there love it and the best is like it's nearly black friday hey you know and everybody <laughs> loves black friday you see you're a good businesswoman too yes Gary. and that's from the years of working in the pharmaceutical world yeah you yeah. Know. uh last question for you where do you work in which of your clinics on which days? So I work in the mall. Okay. So I'm still heavily involved. So I have other people to do the other jobs that I'm really poor at, as in the <laughs> business side of it. So I inject Monday in South William Street, mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday in Swords. Wednesday is my admin day um, or massage day. Right. <laughs> For <laughs> Thur- yourself. Yes. Thursday is South William Street and Friday is City West. So two days in town, one day in City West, one day in Swords a week. Yes, and then Saturday, I do two Saturdays a month in town in oh, South brilliant. William Street. Okay, yes. look. And if people want to make an appointment? KerryHannafy.com. Oh, brilliant. Or just call any of the three clinics, it's all online. It's just, everything is Kerry Hannafy. Brilliant. Thank you so much. You've explained everything. So oh, I it's think been fantastic, it's been Melanie. Great Absolutely. doing a deep dive. Thank you. Thank you so much.